0: Hi, this is 88.9 FM, KUCI in Irvine, and I'm Paul Osgood, and this is Off the Couch, for those of you sitting on the fence about getting off the couch. And we're going to have a really great show today, and uh, before that, I just want everybody to, to remind everybody that the uh, views and opinions voiced on this show are not those of KUCI, it's management, or the UC Board of Regents. And now, here's the introductions. Now, I had a little trouble with your introduction. Um, could you help me out a bit? What's...
1: Yes, uh, I'm Anastasia of Chamonix, uh, Her Imperial uh, Highness of the Great Andril Empire. Now, I- is
0: that your profession or, or is that your side job?
1: No, I'm a graduate student in biological sciences.
0: In biological science. And you are? I'm her uh, long-suffering husband, Brian. Uh, I don't
2: have much of a title because I just sort of make sh- sure things are running. I don't care so much about the role-playing. but I'm also a grad student here in the cognitive science department. Okay, so you're a good man, is what we're saying. I try to be. You okay. Know, I mean, behind the scenes, I'm a good man. You know, my public persona is maybe not so good. <laughs> okay. It was, it was like he,
1: takes, he takes a back seat to. Whatever I'm doing, usually. Yeah, because that's he's how he's pretty good at putting, keeping me in the spotlight. Okay, well
0: that's pretty good. I was an engineering major at one time, and uh, you know that anything to get a girlfriend, yeah. you know, it's like yeah, good job, <laughs> <laughs> do what she says, and, uh, and and she's a smart one, right? And knows how to do things. So yeah, that's what we tell everyone. That's what you tell. You're a good man. You're a good man. I've been married 18 years, <laughs> and uh, you're learning. You're 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 fast I'm already. Trying, you know, yeah. so. He's really
1: good at the blocking. I found since we do a sword fighting activity. There you go. He's got a good.
0: Okay, now let's talk about this. Um, Just so uh, um, we kind of got off into a conversation here. Uh, um, But here's the deal. Uh, You know, my show is usually about, you know, biking and running and hopping and jumping and and swimming. And I was walking by campus one day and I saw these people LARPing. Larping, and I remember I, I saw this thing uh, on um, YouTube once, A uh, Fear of Girls. Have you ever seen that one? I haven't seen. Yeah, that oh, one. it's funny as heck. Everybody, look it up. Uh, Fear of Girls on YouTube. Uh, live action. They were talking about live action role playing, and I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. And um, you're actually are you're off the couch and you're out there and you're running and you're doing stuff and you're getting a good workout. And uh, I just thought I have to get you guys in here. I have to know what your deal is. So tell me about LARPing, the world of LARPing.
1: Well, the world of LARPing is a very large world. Um, There are many options for people. So if you're looking to get off of the couch, uh, if you want to... Uh, play a game where you're dressing up in costumes and running around with friends in the woods like solving mysteries they have a game for that and they also have games where you can hit each other a little bit and you have games like ours where it's full contact and you're tackling each other and beating each other up and hitting each other as hard as you can mm-hmm. so there's an entire range of what you can do in the larp community from sort of like pretty friendly and gentle activities to something that's much more akin to a martial arts well
0: so do you actually do some sort of do you have moves Moves and things like that.
1: Uh, we we absolutely have, I guess, moves if you want to say it. I mean, most of it you learn by trial and error. You get hit, it hurts, you don't like okay. that. You learn to prevent that from happening. But a lot of people do have traditional martial arts experience. It's certainly not necessary. Really? But at the yeah, at the top level, a lot of people that come from the sport maybe from a fencing angle or they have archery experience or um there's a lot of martial arts experience yeah it's a full contact group it's an
2: interesting dichotomy for us because uh there are larps that are sort of just collaborative storytelling there's a plot your characters you're all working together to tell the story we're more of a sport we don't have plots, we don't have storylines, we don't have a king and queen. We just go out on the field and fight. We fight for a while, we all die, we stand up, we fight again. And so in that sense it's sort of like a martial art where it is about, you know, hitting the other person Okay. Killing them. But it's not we don't teach forms. There aren't classes. You don't have to use specific strikes. It's just You have to hit them before they hit you. Okay. And so we do have people come in and say, oh, I did kendo for 10 years. Oh, I'm a fencer. And that type of stuff, it can help because you know about footwork. Your reflexes are fast. On the other hand, you're not allowed to hit people in the head in our sport. And in kendo, that's your primary target sometimes. So people have to relearn, and it's not, you know, some of those formal martial arts you're learning patterns and strikes and you get graded on how well you perform those specific patterns for us it's just win any way you can hit the guy before he hits you and that's really a different and we think a really fun type of
0: sport okay so yeah i, I kind of get that the, the brazilian Jiu Jitsu people are, are coming uh this week actually Oh, cool! and uh when this airs it will actually be you know like a hundred feet that way you know they're actually going to be a stone's throw, and they talk about everything's in the sport. There's a form, there's good strikes, bad strikes, things like that. But you guys are just like, whatever gets you hit in the head first. Right? Yeah, I mean not okay.
2: not the head. The head's illegal, but the but you know you get hit in the body, you're dead, and you gotta wait until
0: the next fight starts to get back up. Okay, now now I'm thinking right now with the jujitsu thing, we have levels. Do you have levels? I mean, it's I know in Dungeons and Dragons you got levels like. <laughs>
1: So in in some LARP communities, there might be a way for you to make a character, and then that character has a role. Like maybe it's a knight, okay, and and you c- might have ways of, of of having levels, of having armor, or having some sort of perk or benefit to staying in the game and, and continuing that character. In our sport, you are only as good as you are. So if you say your character does a backflip, drops its quiver as they're doing a one-handed cartwheel when they draw their sword so that they can defeat their enemy you got to mm-hmm. do that in real life. Okay, Okay. And no I've magical, magical powers. Okay, no no okay, magical okay. powers, no. But you'll, you'll see things that are, are quite crazy. I've seen people do backflips off trees in combat. Mm-hmm. I've seen people do one-handed cartwheels. I've seen people do all sorts of somersaults and crazy things. Um, I mean, it's just the thing that they do to try to live a little bit longer in the game so okay. that they can hit someone else and not get hit. And so that's what we do.
0: Oh, that is so awesome. So h- how do you choose a role?
1: Um, in the other games sometimes they have pre-prepared roles sometimes uh... you you, you go about it you just want to play a certain character like oh, i'll be a night elf with a bow Okay. um... in our group you can do whatever you want you can be whatever you want so if you want to be the archbishop of canterbury you want to show up today and say that's what you are fine we will grant you that Mm. however as the archbishop of canterbury on day one you probably won't be fighting very well you'll probably get your get knocked down get your face in the mud get a little dirty it'll all be in good fun of course um but you know you you come to the field with the skills that you have
2: and so the the reason we do this sort of differently there are larps where you know you have a character class you gain levels as you play you gain powers and magic as you play and so people who have been in that group for five years, ten years, are super strong, and they're the kings and queens, and they can kill anyone who just showed up. And that rewards the people who are dedicated and stay in this game forever.
0: Okay.
2: We we have a different philosophy. For us, we want it to be a case where... Anyone who walks by on the street can say, hey, that's kind of cool, and we will say, here, have this sword. You're allowed to swing it and hit these people, and if you hit them, they're dead. Right. And then that person is exactly as powerful, has exactly the same rules and abilities as everyone else on the field. Now, they they won't you know, be as good maybe their first day as someone who's been doing it five years, but still, if they hit that person because they get up behind them when they're not looking or they get a good shot, that person is dead and anyone can play.
0: Okay, so h- how do you determine what like a, a hit is? A hit is a hit is a hit.
2: Yeah, a hit is a hit. If you get hit, it doesn't matter from who or how. You know, there's a minimum strength threshold. It has to you know be enough that if it were steel, it would hurt. Okay. Uh, but as long as you get a good hit, it counts.
1: So it's an honor system, basically. Yeah. So okay. if, if I want to be an honorable person and play the game well, if you hit me. I have to make a decision whether it was good or not, whether it was a a graze, whether it just kind of lightly touched me, or whether I really got clobbered and boy am I dead. And so, but it's it's my decision what happens to me after you've hit me. But if I want to look good in the community, if I want to be someone that people respect and that they appreciate playing with, it'll it'll be in my best interest to make sure that. You know, I reciprocate any shots. So, right. if you hit me and I th- and and I want to show that I'm honorable, it'll be good, and I'll drop down to the, the ground dead.
0: Okay, okay. So, okay, so yeah, we have that in jujitsu. If you're really breaking my arm off, we tap you three times. You know, it's like a, the honor system. Yes, you mm-hmm. you are breaking my arm, mm-hmm. It's something like that. But with you, it's like someone hits you, and they take your word for it. Your word is everything.
1: It is. It is, your is wor- absolutely everything. Yeah. Your real your reputation in the game and 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 that's the difference i think between uh a, maybe a more traditional larp where you have a character sheet and you're playing a character right. in our sport you really are that character so you know for for 12 years i've been playing this sport wow. as me And so, who am I? I am an honorable person. I'm a regent. I'm a person who who commands respect because they have run a group, because they do things for the community. So even though I, in jest, say I'm the empress of this, you will actually see people do a lot of really corny things around me. I've seen people, like, bow before me, and I'm like, guys, no, 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 don't do that. That's really silly. But they'll do it, and they they do it because they know that I'm trying to be honorable, that I'm trying to fight my hardest to improve... uh, sort of the physical aspects of the sport and also the community aspects with event coordination and helping other people learn things like that
0: that, that is so awesome so if you saw a larping on a on a resume would you say that person's honest i mean does it have to be isn't inherent in the system
1: mm, it's not you 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 just are the character that you are we have okay. resident bad guys who, okay who have decided that uh maybe maybe they don't really need to be honorable in the system maybe okay. maybe they want to uh kick you in the shield and knock you down and hit you like 12 times even though you're totally have been dead for a long time okay. and so there there are people who have a reputation for for being the bad guy for playing very rough okay um, and so if that's the the reputation that they want to have then then that's the reputation that they'll have as long as they follow the actual rules okay then then they follow the rules
0: okay so are they are they rebel are they bad guys as in you know quotation mark bad guys or are these like not bad guys playing within the rules <laughs> um there's some variants on some that one
2: areas. right yeah. there's uh, there's there's people who will have a tough persona and yeah. that's how they like to present themselves how they like to act there are a few people who are you know actually not very nice people who don't follow the rules and we try and yell at them and get them to play along correctly. It's unsportsmanlike is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, That's okay. exactly right. And unsportsmanlike. We, yeah, and we try to
0: eliminate that as quickly as we can. Uh, okay, um, so one of the things I want to ask is um, you organize this stuff in the leagues and a little more differentiation between, you, you You keep telling me about the other kinds of LARPing and stuff like that. Could you explain the, the structure of the, the the sporting, how this works?
1: Uh, for our structure? And the
0: governing bodies and the.
1: Yeah, so um, ours is actually part of an international organization, which is Bellagarth Medieval Combat Society. And so, what we are uh, as a geographic location based at UC Irvine, we are basically just a group of people in this area who play together. And because it's international, there'll be pockets of people all over the world who play this exact sport with the exact same rules. And we can all get together for big events and fight each other in giant wars and so that's sort of the beauty of the system that we have is that because you have people playing the same game everywhere um, you can get together and have you know really big battles yeah everybody gets along well because everybody's pretty much doing the same thing whether you're in Florida or Ohio or Oregon or Washington or California we all play the same game we can get together to beat each other up
0: Don't they sometimes have different flavors of things, like what an elf is or what a, Mm -hmm. you know, wizard is? Yeah, so,
2: I mean, the thing about the LARPing community is that it's not just one community. Right now, we're sort of at the stage where people have been doing these types of things in their backyard with five or ten (laughs) friends. For decades, and right. they had no way to communicate with each other. They might have been doing it in this park with their five friends, and someone else was doing it in this other park with their five friends. Right. And just because it's been, until recently, a very fringe thing, something that not many people do, something that the D&D kids do when they want to get up off the couch, Right. it's been not very unified. There's 20 different rule sets, 10, 15 different national organizations that... Some pe- you know, people will go back and forth between them. They'll find whichever one closest to them. But yeah. sort of like there's 20, 30 different martial arts. It's just you can be involved in one and only partially aware of the others. So Garce is one of those. It's one that's catching on recently and becoming more popular. Okay. And... Uh, with uh the recent movie. What was that movie? The Hobbit movies. The Hobbit, the Hobbit. Hobbit movies. What but what was the one about LARPing? The oh, role models. Role models. That's right. role models. Yeah. Okay, role right. models was a movie that was about, you know, one made up LARP system that brought it to people's attention. The Hobbit movies got a lot of attention to it. The uh I think Discovery Channel had one on it. And so people are becoming more aware. It's becoming more in the mainstream consciousness. And now there's more of an effort for all of these different, sort of, disconnected groups to say, oh, well, we're all people that like, you know, fantasy and sword fighting. Right. We're all people who like the same thing. We should sort of unify some and get our interests to realign together. And we're just sort of at the start of that movement,
0: I think, in the LARP community right. in general. So you're you're at the proto stage where you haven't yet formed into the unifying governing body of LARPing.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, in terms of having all of the groups coming together, we, we promote a lot of what we call cross-gaming, so the idea of bringing different organizations together. Um, so that, that's something that's very important to us. Um, Bellegarth mm-hmm. itself, uh, as an international group, uh, has its own board of directors. It has, you know, a president, a vice president, a treasurer, and it also has a voting body. Um, which, if you if you basically establish a group and you have uh, active membership that is strong and you meet certain criteria and you've demonstrated this for. Uh, fair amount of time, a couple years, then you would get to be, uh, have a vote on that voting body. So UC Irvine, uh, which is called, our realm is called the realm of Ondaril, is one of those voting members. So we're, I think, about one of 20 or so voting groups from all across the country and Canada and other countries um, that basically have a say in the direction of that international organization. But its tradition has always been one of just, you know, we were kids who wanted to play a game, you know, fight each other with sticks. And so that's that's the tradition that we're coming from. It's it's really just in the beginnings of, be- of becoming a more a more serious sort of entity.
0: Are you somewhat afraid that it, it might lose its character of kids playing with sticks when you start talking government's body? You know, Robert's rules and you know, <laughs> voting and you know
1: yeah i think that actually is something that we we are very terrified of and so we do our best to remind ourselves i think even every day that even though we're as we age you know we right. become you know business professionals or scientists or teachers um, and we're not literally kids anymore playing in the backyard right. You know, there's a certain... You do want to have a certain sort of order or a certain benefit that you can provide to people. Right. And I think, for me, I know that what I want most is that if I were to stop playing the game today, this game would still be going on. Right. Not just here, but all over the country. And so there needs to be a little bit of organization just to make sure that that happens, that these, these groups can continue to exist, can continue to thrive, that it... You know, my... I always joke with people, gosh, I wish this was... um you know as prevalent as little league because it yeah. seems to be so much more fun let's get dressed up in costumes and hit each other you know what's not to like yeah um and i think if you want to do something like that you do need to have a bit of organization to be able to make something like that happen but we do take we do think about it a lot you know the, the heart of the game has to be in its tradition of kids having fun
0: yeah and and, and it's some, one thing like um You know, like we're talking about off the couches because it's the name of the show. Um, The uh, you give kids like uh, when I was a swim instructor, I had those little fun noodle things, you know, that -hmm. you. Well, the the boys would just pick them up and start beating each other with them. You know, I mean, they'll look at a rolled up yoga mat and start hitting and they start hitting them. Anything that looks like long and cylindrical, they will hit you with it. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, there you go it's like you don't have to tell them to go run around you don't have to tell them to work out you just give them a stick
2: yeah and i think it, i honestly think part of the you know the reason we worry about maybe not being accepted as much as other sports or you know seen as a little bit fringe i think it's honestly just because what we do is so instinctive and so fun yeah, that people yeah. take it. Like we're literally saying, "Here is a stick. Hit your friends with it." Yeah, and that's what anyone in the world would want to do if you had them a stick from the yeah. age of two.
0: Yeah, so- yeah. So recru- Yeah. So it's like you're trying to differentiate yourself. We are adults with rules, with the, uh, if the you know all the, the costumes and mm-hmm. things like that. And we'll get into the costumes. Uh, and um, <laughs> and it's like we're different from. But you know, I don't care. Yeah. Because it's like you're out there. The thing that hit me was you're out there and you're getting your exercise. You getting mm-hmm. your pulse up, your sweat. You're getting your 150 minutes of cardio a week and, mm-hmm. and all the other good stuff. I mean, I don't care. Yeah, you're, you're off the couch. Yeah, you know?
2: and that's the thing. I mean, you know, you're you're taught. As a child, not to hit people with sticks, so maybe that's where the resistance comes from. But I just, I walk into a gym, and I say, I see this person is walking in place on a moving treadmill for an hour. This person is, you know, jumping up and down in place. Why wouldn't you, if you need that aerobic exercise, pick up a padded stick so you can't hurt anyone, get a bunch of your friends who you love spending time with, and start hitting each other.
0: Well, well yeah. I I know, like, when I'm taking the Taekwondo, not, uh, not Taekwondo, like, the Muay Thai and the Jiu Jitsu, we get our frustrations out there. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, it's a wonderful way to, to let everything out and be calm th- for the rest of the week.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's like, you know, I, like, I, I could just see that with the kids, is like, hey, there's a time to swing the bat, or, or, or what do you call your weapons? Or?
1: We call them swords. Just yeah. call them swords? I mean, they're, made, they, they're basically sticks that are padded in foam of different kinds so that the impact is reduced when you hit people with them and so that they're safe. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're basically foam-covered sticks. Yeah,
2: they're swords. We also have arrows and... Spears and shields, shields and <laughs> glaives and all the different weapon types.
1: Two-handed sword But the
0: basic thing is just a sword. Okay. Before we talk about kids just picking up and beating each mm-hmm. other, because uh, but the point I was going to make is that you know um, supervised y- y- s- something that's supervised where they're getting it out of their system and they know there's a time and a place for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can s- totally see that for kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know, and channeling that. Channeling something they're already going to do into, you know, creativity. You know, it's not just beating someone with a stick. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, what's your character? Mm -hmm. And then you have that honor system. You know, you're beating each other with sticks with honor, you know. And
2: and there's also discipline and strategy because it's channeling that urge into okay you can hit each other but when you get hit you have to call yourself dead and it's an honor system it's so an you're honor. accountable and then it's okay you're honorable you're disciplined now there's ten of you on a team strategized to get the other guys so there's positioning awareness of where people are around you so it really is taking that basic urge which is ignored in society so much and channeling it into teamwork honor
0: discipline unit cohesion that. yeah exactly exactly uh, um that Do you make your own weapons? Yeah.
1: You can make them and you can buy them online. You can do both.
0: Okay, how do you look at that? I mean, do you look down upon someone who buys them or or, uh, how do you. No, not at all. No, really? Okay.
1: Honestly, for the weapons, it's about safety. And although there certainly can be an art to building them, we have people who—they're um, amazing craftspeople. They—they right. um, they can make a weapon; it's perfectly safe. But then they'll go back and they'll get like craft foam, and they'll use Plasti Dip, and then they'll start to make it bronze. And then so that you know, you have the the pommel and the crossguard of the sword will actually look like a pommel and a crossguard wow. for the sword, but it's all made of foam, so it's soft and it's safe. And um, so there there can be quite an art to it, and at the same time, as long as you have a weapon that is safe, you can play with it. And so okay. there's there's a variety of what you can have. But the most important thing for us is, is the safety aspect safety. of a weapon. Yeah,
2: and it's nice. on. and I sort of represent the perspectives because she'll spend 10 hours with Plasti Dip carving runes into her pommel, making pictures of horses on the side. She'll make something that's a real piece of art. And yeah. I'll take, you know... Take a fiberglass stick, put two pieces of foam yeah. on either side, pull a sock over it, and say, "Good, I'm done."
0: Well, well, well like you know, I, I don't want to go here, but mm-hmm. you and I are guys. Yeah. Okay. Stick done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't dress up our sticks. Yeah. We don't. Yeah, it's like there's
2: some of that. <laughs>
1: there are plenty of guys who dress up the sticks. Yeah, so okay. there are. Yeah.
2: There are some guys who are artists.
1: And people do leather working and chainmail working. I mean, this this is a medieval Mm -hmm. society. And so it's very common uh, where you'll have people will make full suits of leather armor, full suits of plate mail, full suits Mm -hmm. of chainmail. So, you know, we kind of joke about these guys being craftsmen, but... If some of these people, their their other real job might be making armor. Oh, really? Yeah, Wh- Making armor? Making armor. For a living? For a living. Some mm. of those suits sell for $3,500 a suit. Yeah. And they're amazing. I'm
0: in the wrong business. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the wrong business.
2: <laughs> well, you, yeah. you do good on price, but not so great on quantity.
0: <laughs> not on quantity. Oh, it's like $3,000 <laughs> a <our> year. specialist <laughs> yeah. items, yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, it takes a lot of time to do that kind of work.
0: Wow, that that, that is amazing. So, um, what if you get your stuff broken? I mean, do you kind of look at it like, well, you know, it's too too bad. Yeah, Sorry, like I broke, broke your five thousand dollars. Oh,
1: I've th- cried for certain swords that I've <laughs> had that have been with me for a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. I've I've been playing now since two thousand one. That's how this is how I met my husband. Our wedding w- was a sword fighting event. Really? A yeah. campout medieval wow. sword fighting event. Wow. Um. So mm-hmm. for for me, there's a lot of you know sentimentality in some of this equipment. Mm-hmm. Um. I have a shield. I've had. For th- almost the entire time it's made out of wood and then covered in foam and actually before I was dating Brian uh, he broke a taller friend's shield into t- two-thirds and Uh, I took that and made my own shield. So even my shield sort of reminds me of my husband. But if my car were on fire and my shield were next to it, I would like run and save the shield and like wouldn't even think about the car. I mean, it would just be so instinctual to take care of that. Literally, like one of my most prized possessions is a piece of plywood. Uh, It's literally worth $5. uh, It's
0: really, yeah, but it's the the sentimental value.
1: Oh, yes. It's it's, it's something a lot of us have a lot. Exactly. Yeah, well. And you'll feel like in some ways it saves you in real life because, you know, for me especially, I'm a girl, uh, I do not weigh as much as some of the guys. If, right. if there's a 300-pound guy charging towards me and he is going to hit me and I've got my shield up, you know, that the shield is going to take most of that impact. I'm going to go down to the ground. I'm certainly going to get knocked down. but you know, you don't feel like you're going to actually get killed because you have that piece of equipment. Right. And so you're like, thanks, S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm so no. glad I'm alive yeah. <laughs> today, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, um, you know, th- isn't that like, you know, actual like the chivalry period, you know, where, you know, their armor was really expensive, you know, and it was worth a ransom. Like if they, you know, put a knife to your throat or something like that, they would mm-hmm. they would get money back, you know, like a king's ransom for for the armor i mean it wasn 't armor wasn 't cheap, and the they their swords were expensive, it was
1: yeah, and the armor's yeah. still not cheap i mean i know i've 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 made a few pieces for myself, and some of my pieces are just for for show because i 'm the empress so my bracers, which go on my arms, they have, like, gemstones set in them. And they've wow. got, like, they're, they're painted to look like fake gold leaf. And they have rearing horses on them <laughs> from, like, the Lord of the Rings. They look like they're from Rohan. Yeah. And uh, other people have very ordinary stuff. Some people even... Carve up their stuff, scuff it up. Wow. P- yeah. Put battle we, scars on it. We should like
2: we should point out this isn't what you need to play the game because Anna okay. a- a- okay. has this. Anna has maybe a thousand dollars worth of armor and right. weapons and jewelry and all this stuff. I show up in sweatpants and a t shirt. Okay, okay. A- and my you know, the weapons I use are maybe thirty dollars of materials altogether and when one breaks it's five dollars of new foam to fix it. I uh, you know, if my shirt gets ripped, it's another five dollar shirt at Walmart. Okay. Okay. So and and there's you were talking earlier about this distinction between the voting and the Lords and all of this, you know, top heavy stuff versus just kids playing. Right. There the there's sort of a dichotomy there and it's sort of between the national organization, which is when you go to events, when you go to, you know, monthly events, yearly events, that type of stuff. And people who travel to go to those events will be the people who are dedicated and have spent money on their gear and who have personas and dress up. And we try to keep it at local practices, our our twice-a-week practice here at UCI, that's much more informal. And so some people have costumes and stuff, but other people are just basic stuff you come out of class and step onto the field and we hand you a
0: $20 sword and you can play immediately. Okay well okay people here on campus can just walk out of class and you'll hand them a sword? Oh people? yeah. People. We provide the equipment. Yeah.
1: It, we want it to be very accessible to people so we actually keep about 40 swords as, okay. l- as loaner equipment so yeah Uh if if anything was holding you back from trying this out this Uh is absolutely free and we provide the equipment we teach how to play in about Uh three minutes and then you can come and go as you please anytime you want to any of our practices
0: okay don't be shy Tell me more. Tell me how, to, how I can actually get in on this.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we practice in Aldridge Park at uh, UC Irvine. And on Fridays, we meet from about 4.30 to 6.30. If things are going well, we might go a little bit later. Sundays from 3 to 5 p.m. And, yeah, you just show up. If you haven't ever played before, it takes us about three minutes to tell you the rules. It's very simple rules in our game. Uh, that's really the, the benefit of the sport that we play. If you get hit in the torso, you die. If you get hit in the arm, can't use it anymore. You get hit in the leg, can't use it anymore. Don't hit people in the head. And really, there's just like a couple other fine points, but other than that, that's pretty much it. And then we hand you a sword. Okay. And then you run around and hit people.
0: All right. H- how long? Uh, how many times gonna show up before you kind of like, hey, Paul, get your own sword?
1: <laughs> uh, we don't do anything like that. Okay. Yeah, we, we we hold
0: regular build
2: sessions where we say. Anyone who's borrowing our weapons, if you'd like to come to our house this Saturday, we'll show you how to build, and we'll let you buy the materials from us at cost, and we'll teach you, and if you put in an hour and a half, two hours, you'll
0: have a sword or two then. And
1: you've learned how to build one, so if you ever need to build another one, you have that information to you.
0: Now, do you guys ever get together and do anything social, like with the group? any other time, or is this just show up and hit each other? And yeah, go? no, where this is
2: our friend group, this is our social group, and okay. so we'll go to dinner, you know, after fighting. About once or twice, once a week, once every two weeks, we go see movies together. We hang out. We all have our, you know, we go to each other's birthday parties and Halloween parties and whatever. So it, it's very much a social group.
0: Baby showers and stuff. Yeah, like that. <laughs> not yet. We yeah. went
1: to the Hobbit movie and it was fantastic because we came out of the movie and and some like ladies were just on the outside and they said, "Wow, guys, did you see the that movie?" And we're like, "Yeah, we did." And they're like, "Was it good?" And we're like, "Yeah, it was so good." We were wearing normal clothes when we went in, <laughs> and so then we came out we were dressed up in all of our finest medieval stuff and so awesome they, they laughed basically <laughs> that you know we were p- trying to pretend like the movie changed our wardrobe yeah <laughs> um but my whole outlook on life yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but yeah we've gone to medieval times uh to you know sort of be rowdy and be dressed up in medieval stuff yeah
2: and i mean i have a D group that's all my friends from fri- fighting i have a warhammer 40k group that's all my friends from fighting so it's it's totally a community so if you're okay. on if you're on your couch just because you're lazy and not exercising also if you're on your couch cuz you don't know anyone and having a hard time making friends that's why i joined this sport i mean when i was in college I didn't have friends for the first few months. Yeah,
1: so if, if somebody wants to try this out and they want to get a hold of us, um, we're on Facebook. So we're Sword at UCI, Medieval Combat Society there. And if you want to email us, our email is very simple. Sword at UCI dot edu. We'll answer any questions you have, help you find our practices, or even if you're not in our area, we can help you find other uh, groups in your area that are near you so that you can play.
0: Now, do you have to be a student to participate on campus? You
1: can be anyone you want to be. Okay, You don't have to be a student. We're graduate students we have community members
0: all right.
1: uh, we have high school students really? um sometimes maybe a little bit younger it is it is a better sport for people who are maybe like 16 and up since it is full contact in nature at least with ours all right, all right, okay. um, however there are other groups where that may not be the case and we can help you find those if you have people who are younger who are who are more interested
0: okay so uh you don't have a, a higher age group but uh, under 16 you would really say hey we would want to talk to the parents yeah. and
1: make sure they understand exactly what's going on with our group uh, as specifically just because those those kids are probably going to get knocked down now the good news is that they you know their bones are like rubber and they tend not to actually get injured whereas you know it's the old people like us who fall in a hole and you know break our ankle or something like that because you know we're old. playing around on the grass and okay so that's the most common injury is to fall in a hole <laughs> I like
0: it when people like you say old yeah <laughs> yeah it was like thank you thank you I appreciate yeah. that yeah It's like I got a few years on you so um,
1: are they fighting years though because that's where it counts are, are they fighting are years they fighting yeah 12, yeah 12 years of fighting and you'll have arthritis uh, okay then you will feel old on the field at least
0: you know th- that that's one thing I bring up in a, you know um, by the way I like tangents my, <laughs> my show is all about tangents um, the in the running group everybody knows the the, the name of their injuries nice. <laughs> you know like uh, you know I got runners knee I got that IT band thing I got uh, mm-hmm. pla- plantar fasciitis all that mm-hmm. do you know the names of your injuries
1: no it's more like the incident when it happened okay. I was I was fighting on a bridge And then uh, I had a spear, and so I went to stab this guy, and out of the corner of my eye, I just see this big 300-pound guy with a giant tower shield running at me, and I don't even have time to do anything with my feet. And so I just get slammed into from the side, go down, and that was my hip. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, Okay. so you, you don't have injuries. We have, we you have, have stories. We
1: have war stories. That's right. Yeah.
0: That is the best kind of injury. It yeah. is, the of injury. is the best kind of injury. That is the best
1: kind of injury. Yeah, we have a friend at our last national event. We ha- we hosted in Chino, California, and we had about 400 people out there from all over the country. And our friend, oh, and everybody has a name and a silly nickname. So Ziggy. Ziggy was out fighting, and uh, somebody had a, a glaive, which is a long pole arm. It's got a long... Uh, sort of handle to it and some most of the time some of the handle is padded for safety but a lot of it is just kind of a stick and uh, he was part of a line and two the two lines collided with each other and the, the glaive person that he was fighting with just pushed it out to defend himself and ended up hitting ziggy in the face okay so he got a little sort of little scar now kind of below his eye but the cool thing is you know when ziggy's out picking up chicks or whatever you'd want Mm. it to be they're like oh how did you get that scar on your eye oh you know i was uh i was fighting in a war and uh Somebody somebody rammed me with the end of a glaive. With well, a glaive, yeah. Yeah and, and yeah, and then uh, I kicked him down and killed him. Yeah. <laughs> I, those I had are that, the stories. I had
0: that when I was at tech school at Fort Evans, and uh, I hurt my foot uh, playing uh, flag football, mm-hmm. and officers would come up to me wanting a war story, and <laughs> this was in peacetime, you know, <laughs> and um, we had the Cold War going on, but that was about it. And um, they did not, they th- were so disappointed that they talked to a wounded soldier, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, you know, I fell down and hurt myself. Like yeah. darn, you know, it's like well, there weren't too many landmines in you know 1990. You know, I mean, I'm sorry you didn't get that that story. But you guys have st- dramatic stories. Do you do you practice telling the story about how you got that paper cut? <laughs> Is it th-
1: no, no? No, I mean you know some of. The, I mean I've seen people. Generally, people don't get injured, but every so often somebody'll really, really get it, and it usually happens on these at these big national events. National, yeah. it There, you know, y- there's a lot more ego. There's a lot more right. to prove. It's a competition. Everybody's there. The whole, you know, the whole country's watching, although there's, there's no one else really, really watching. But there's a lot of testosterone that's going that's on, right? Chest like yeah. exactly. beating, and then you're fighting for your group, right? Oh, so the you, honor of your of your clan. Right, yeah. What do you exactly. call your group? Ondaril. We're the realm of Ondaril.
0: Oh, what do you call a unit?
1: Um, well, we we have, so our gr- our country, if you will, is Ondaril. We have units, like factions within that. Okay. And there are different groups in there. So from our group, we have uh, we have a group called the Sith, which actually has a little bit of a Star Wars flavor Ooh, to it. A little bit. We have the um, Visigoths, so that's like a historical group. Um, wow. Wow. And so, so basically, any kind of group—fantasy groups, historical groups, um, anything that people can come up with—in our—in our game, as long as they follow the rules, you can do whatever you want.
0: Now, I have so many questions about this. Okay, number one, you're—you're you, you're mixing a lot of these different styles. I mean, I can't see Civil War reenactors getting together with you know Revolutionary War and your in World War II reenactors. How do you guys mix the groups? <laughs>
1: I mean the rules on the book are basically, you know, it has a it has a fantasy and medieval tradition, but if you're dressed up in anything pre-gunpowder from anywhere in the world, right. Um then you you're, you're following the rules. Okay, so you can um, be anything, well lightsaber, so, right? So the Sith yeah. the Sith people, their their swords um they're allowed to if they want have them be like r- r- covered in red. Okay. And so that's as much lightsaber as you get. Okay. Um they are still actually dressed up in all medieval Outfits, okay. Yeah, um, they but have the symbols that they use are, are sort of part of that Star Wars. Yeah, heritage. so they take the
2: Star Wars symbols and put them on a medieval crest, and now they're a medieval house that you know just happens to be called
0: the Sith. Okay, now everybody can be whoever they want in their head, or the group can be whoever they want in their head, but the combat is combat. That's right. So you can have a visi goth versus a, I don't know what. What are you again?
1: I'm a Visigoth actually. You're a Visigoth, <laughs> Yeah,
0: Visigoths <laughs> versus, versus the Blades or versus the Versus okay. or whatever. So you can have whatever now, but don't you guys sometimes have different weapons according to your little well? The thing is, it's
2: it's often... So So at at sort of the national events, you might get, all right, all of the blades here, of here, do it by units. On our field for local, you know, every week practices, it's more often... All right, count off by twos, one, two, one, two. It's, you know, random teams. Okay, okay. Yeah,
1: that's the most common thing, and then you know, play capture the flag, or yeah, um, you know, just different games, basically. Yeah, you you're the king.
2: If you die, your team loses. Just all kinds of different games.
1: Lots of different games. Okay, so you
2: have different. Okay, so
0: tell me about these different games.
1: Ah, well, I mean, capture the flag is the one that most people recognize really easily. So you know, two flags and two teams, okay. and you want to get the flag to your base, and so and the rest of the time you are in war and you're trying to kill those other guys. Um, we have uh, some silly games that we do for some of the new people. Like one of our favorite silly games is called Ogre Battle. We put all the weapons in a pile. No one has any weapons except for one really big scary person with one really big scary weapon. Okay. And then you have like twenty people around the pile, and they have to run in and try to grab weapons to kill all the other humans.
0: Okay, like the like the uh, that scene in what am I thinking? Hunger Games. Hunger games. There you go. There yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: And so, so that's one of this that's a silly game that we'll play. Um, we'll we do d- a lot of two team battles and four team battles, or we'll make like a little fort and have people inside of it. They need to defend it okay. um, from the from the outside group. Um, yeah,
2: my favorite is a uh, Aztec football where there's a goal, which is you know just two cones, and between that is right. the goal. One team is defending the goal. One team is attacking, and on the attacking team, one person is the ball.
0: And if the ball gets through the goal and is still alive, you got right. a point. <laughs> now, do you have any stud muffins t- superstars? You know, like you know the guy rising up. Like there's that legendary guy player.
1: We have um, guy
0: or yeah. girl, yeah, or whoever.
1: We have we have you know some old timers who are sort of famous in their own right, right and then we we do and then you know that's the hard thing about being being the person who's been in the sport for a long time you want your team to get better okay. so when you see somebody who's young and athletic you want to teach them everything that you know right. and then lo and behold you know a year later you know they're, they're kind of beating you up and so then there's sort of an arms race between the old people and the new people trying to basically fight each other
0: so you know that that's sort of like a you know like i was you know with the jujitsu and stuff like that when you go out there to like this ibjj thing going on this week um you help other people so that you know you you raise the honor of your of your your place you know what i mean of your group and for you it's like you want to teach someone else so when you go to nationals or whatever you raise the honor of your clan right so it it, it you know you're almost promoting first of all you you're promoting unit cohesion cuz you guys get your stuff together but you're also promoting like humility you need to be you need to know how to learn and you need to know how to teach things like that so it's like um there's like social skills in here somewhere somewhere hopefully okay <laughs> did i just project something upon you i'm <laughs> no no no
1: i mean no no i, I I mean, obviously this group has a, maybe a disproportionate number of the socially awkward, but yeah. we, we... I was try- not going
0: to say that. Well, mm-hmm. was, is that the elephant in the room?
1: Well, it might be, but I think... It's uh, I think it's a fair thing to recognize but at the same time what that means for somebody is that this is a very understanding community. When okay. okay. I mean, my husband mentioned that, you know, this was really the first time that he had friends, this was actually the first time that I had friends really? too. It's that and it seems to be that way for a lot of people because, you know, we're you're already sort of on the fringe of society. You know, you don't right. play baseball, you don't play basketball. Um, although well, some some people, yeah, play the that president stuff,
2: of our club last year was did high school football, right? Well, so that's
1: right. You know, th- no, there are people who who do. I mean, there are jocks here because too.
2: it's a sport, and we we you know we train the socially awkward people right. to make friends and get out there right. and have fun. We train the jocks to be nice to those people <laughs> and get along and to live in a society. That's I call them true. the born in May club.
0: Because <laughs> you know, you know, like uh, Outliers was talking about, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you were born in the summer, you, you didn't make the cut off so you yeah. were you were smaller. Mm. But uh, yeah, I you know, I kind of you know, talking to you guys before the the interview, you guys are actually quite sociable and, and articulate and fun to be around. Well, you know, it's you. like, um, <laughs> and and if I can say, you guys are an attractive gr- uh, couple. So oh. I mean, it's like, um, I don't I don't see the problem here. So
1: I would credit sword fighting for giving us that oh really <laughs> oh, yeah no it was it was I'm sure I was a total embarrassment before <laughs> I'd sort of been with a group like this for a couple of years but it it is nice to find a group of people where you have a shared interest and, y- and you feel accepted I mean really isn't that what life is all about. Right. And so that's what this sport has done for me and that's why I've stuck with it for so long. It it's because of that community.
2: Yeah, yeah, you were pretty feral. Well,
1: started <laughs> out
0: feral. Yeah. No,
1: that's a fair criticism. It's it's true.
0: Now, one thing I always kind of hit on because it kind of fascinated me was uh the demographic of, of who is in different sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm taking it there's a lot of grad students in in this
1: I don't know. Maybe are they
0: techie or what would you call it? how would you
1: computer science, computer physics, science. Really. biology, psychology. I mean, actually, we might be pretty well represented English majors, yeah, we history. We I mean, oh, really? people who love history and love the, the medieval aspects of it. Um, there are people who, you know, who are in physics and so like they wanted to make a trebuchet or something for yeah, sport. Yeah, and yeah. so there were people who are interested in that. So in uh, that way, I think it has a fairly wide appeal. Yeah,
2: but we have English majors. We yeah, have, I think we have a lot of people. So everybody brings something.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. See, so it's you a society.
0: Uh, yeah. A society. We actually.
2: we had we actually had someone from the theater department who oh, was yeah. in costuming at the theater department, and boy, they were popular.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Tell me about the certain. So tell they so
2: they you know they made costumes for the theater department, and so oh okay, we would, someone would always be saying, boy, you know my garb, my clothing could use some help, what can I do? And he would say, well, I have all of the machinery to make from scratch, you know, period medieval garb, and I've been training to do that for two years, so I'll help
0: you out. So, so so it sounds like something where someone comes to get, where you can get people from this wide area, and everybody brings something to build the, like you say, the society. Yeah, you, absolutely. You have the linguist, and you have the blacksmith, and you have the, the you know, the 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 arts, and the culture, and the Mm-hmm. and the things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Does Does anybody ever step outside of their, their, you know, their who they are off the field? You know, like they bring another character. You know, like maybe they're they're quiet, uh, you know, outside the field, but they're loud there. Or they're, you know, maybe they're the bully here, and then they walk off and they're...
1: I mean, I don't know. For myself, I would say that I Is this am... who you are? Well, it's... I would. I feel like the real me is the one that is on the field okay and in real life I'm much more you know quiet and professional the only time I ever really feel the same way is when I'm actually teaching okay. because then you're like the boss of a classroom or whatever yeah. and so you have a lot of control over those situations and it's the same way when I'm on the field I mean I'm the person who founded the group and so when I'm on the field people people respect me and they respond to me in positive ways okay um, and and at the same time I'll also be you know kind of a I'm I think they know, at least when I'm on the field, sometimes I act like a little bit of a bully. A mostly bit. to maintain order you know what we prevent need that. chaos yeah yeah No, no, no. It's, yeah. I mean you know it's um my actual title is Marshall and, and what that is is like head referee okay so when you translate that in into layperson's terms so I'm basically the head referee so to a certain extent I have to pretend to be sort of a tough guy right you know and, and be that head referee so I can say all right that was that was too rough or that wasn't that was uncalled for so get off the field sit out for a bit like you're,
0: you're the matriarch
1: I am the matriarch yeah of this group Wow so it's been very rewarding though. It's a, it's an enormous amount of work, um but it, it's been very rewarding. Now
0: how do you deal with this? I mean this sounds like it's the could be the second leading cause of divorce in America <laughs> to have your wife has <laughs> the yeah the, the how's how's that working for you? I don't
2: know, I mean she doesn't buy a lot of shoes, so it's sort of a trade-off, but <laughs> wow, good for you. Yeah. You you win her. Yeah, but no, I mean but I mean I do this too, right? We met in the sport back at college low these many years ago so it's something i like too she's more into the culture the making the clothing, the armor the medieval dancing and all that stuff than i am but i still really enjoy getting on the field meeting new people the fighting the moving around the getting your pulse rate up the strategy the teamwork i love all of that stuff and, and beating
0: them so, the sticks. yeah so yep. we
2: we try and complement each other i let her do all the politics i try and make sure everyone's having a fun time and then i'm just you know out there doing stuff
0: well, that sounds sort of awesome.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. our wedding was actually called Wed Again. Yeah, Wed Yes, and and it was um, we won most unique wedding in Orange County. Really, in twenty eleven for OC Bride Magazine. Yeah, <laughs>
0: wow. How, yeah. how do you vote on that? I mean, like.
1: I, I think it was done by the the photography. Um, it was actually our photographer was fantastic, and so uh, the magazine voted them in as most unique. The most unique part was our contribution, that being it was a medieval wedding where we fought each other. Yes, where we, it was a camping event where we conducted battles and then got married in the middle of it. Yeah,
2: and we had 250 people coming to fight on the field yeah. In between the ceremonies.
1: <laughs> so you said, you know, leading cause of divorce. It was actually my joke at the time when we got married that, oh, you think Wet Again is a great event. Right. Wait till Divorce yeah. yeah. Again. It's going to be even more brutal. Yeah. yeah. So
0: I don't see that. You guys make a cute couple. I mean, well, like, thank you guys, you. I like how you how you get along and everything. is like, um, n- n- no, I mean, like, even when you came in, how you sat. Next to each other, does it? D- did combat help that fighting together as compadres? Or we do not fight yeah, together. Yeah,
1: well,
2: that's because you won't fight me.
1: <laughs> no, well. Mm. Okay, Okay. so Brian does not train in the art of fighting (laughs) and I take it very seriously and so I will go seek out the gurus of our age in combat and and learn their wisdom and practice technique and hit a pell and like practice shots and be very strict and regimented about it and Brian just shows up and hits people with sticks. And he's really good at it. And it's, it, it's very unfortunate because whereas most athletes sort of train right. for their sport, that's the way that I am. You know, this is, is important to me. Brian's just like, hey, guys, let's have fun. And so he is a, he's a psychological fighter. He, okay. His sword's over here, and you think the shot's going to go this way. It doesn't go that way. Okay. It's always somewhere else. And so he's, he's very unpredictable. Yeah, and he doesn't guard himself.
2: And so the punchline to this is, I win and she gets really mad. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that is okay. that she is won't the fight punchline. me anymore. And
1: now, well, yes, <laughs> yeah. I kind of try to knock. But but oh, we fight
2: together, dude, dude. Let her win. You gotta let I her know. think she won. Well, <laughs> when she wins, I let her think she. I let her win. No, that's,
1: that's not true. I I <laughs> knock him down. And yeah. today, when we go to fight later <laughs> <Yeah>. on, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to knock him down. Like twice at least now.
0: (laughs) See, here's the thing. You're going to forget about this. Women don't forget. I know. They don't forget. She will keep it in her head. Oh, yeah. mental note hurt Brian yeah I
1: will have my vengeance but (laughs)
2: but when that happens it'll be impossible to distinguish from spontaneous
0: (laughs) violence so no
1: which I also do. no it's like
0: they hurt you on the inside no um Mm. so so a married couple with a um, different fighting style that's never happened ever (laughs) ever ever (laughs) But this sounds kind of cool. You get your frustrations, or does it, like, lead to other frustrations? Like, (laughs) you know what? I didn't like the way you hit that guy. (laughs) I didn't, you know...
1: I yell at him on the field. Brian is unconventional in the okay. way that he does things, so so sometimes I'll be like, Brian, you know, and I'll be like, knock that off, you know, on the okay. field as, as that sort of referee <laughs> sort of person. Brian's the sort of person who will spontaneously call what he what he calls traitor battles, which is when we're having a normal battle, right. and then Brian just yells, traitor battle, and then starts killing all the people on his own oh. team. <laughs> so he he's sort of the wild card. He is the like oh. kind of yeah yeah is
0: he the Leroy Jenkins yeah, <laughs> yeah. he is he yeah. is
1: so but I'm it's spontaneous sorry. and people have a good time with it it's just like the you know okay it's okay the, the people who like <laughs> order like myself
0: yeah <laughs> and <laughs> the people who like fun like myself <laughs> the Leroy Jenkins do you apologize <laughs> for him after, after battles, like, I'm, I'm just so sorry that he... Uh
1: oh, maybe, okay. I don't know. So he, he he will he will win through unconventional means. Oh, okay, okay, so you so don't have to. Okay, so it's just
0: my wife that apologizes <laughs> for me. He, he has to
1: apologize for me, too, I'm sure. Yeah, sometimes. For, for sometime. The whatever things that I've been doing. <laughs> I usually, it's really funny because I always start every, if we're fighting different groups, we don't really know how hard they're going to hit. It's usually me s- who's out there saying, oh, you know what, guys, like, let's make sure that we back it off. Let's Let's keep it friendly. Let's keep it lighthearted. Let's let's yeah. not beat them up too much, and then at some point later on. Wait a minute! Did you hear anything?
0: All I heard was this like yeah. buzzing noise. Did yeah. You, did you hear her say? Okay, I'm sorry. And let's not. Okay, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So so I'm the one who asks people. You know, please. You know, let's let's be friendly, and then. I'm also always the person who right. like loses it like yeah. five minutes okay. later and okay. just starts like beating someone Yeah,
2: knock someone to oh, the ground. Knocks, set on okay. them. Knock okay. someone
1: to the ground, ram my shield into them several times, okay. stab them under the shield, beat yeah. them up. So
0: you don't drink your own Kool Aid on those. Make what you're saying. make <laughs> <No>. guys
1: cry. <laughs>
0: Because cause they crossed you or they broke a n- nail or something you know, like that. Or she was mad at
2: something else and they
0: happened to be in front of Aww. her.
1: Like a cat.
0: Yeah. This is how you guys work together. She's really mad. Do you ever see her beat up on someone Yeah. it's really you? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that how that's... That's pretty common. It's
1: always, Brian. <laughs> it is. In my, in yeah. my head. Do you, do you ever
0: apologize to the guy like, hey, man, I'm sorry. Or <laughs> I don't know. I mostly... I, I, I'm sorry I did that to you. That I put that in her. In a, I don't know. This is so I'm sorry
2: say hey yeah
0: that's that's what
2: happens <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know I, the
0: I no i i kid mm-hmm. and i'm glad you guys are sharing but um yeah my wife and i run together and everything but we run like together separate like we, mm. we show up at the running club and we run like with other people and things like that but i could just see you guys like hanging out it's not something that you could hang out and spend that much time together and mm-hmm. like still have this passion oh, yeah just that you have something that 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 you came together and you're still doing that same thing and so I I don't know I just think that's kind of cool, but that you get her mad and she be- takes it out on other people. <laughs> it really helps. It is kind of cool as well. Um, hey, did you want to tell us anything else about the, you know, how to sign up, uh, anything anybody needs to know? Do you?
1: Yeah. And, um. So we practice right now in Aldrich Park at UC Irvine. So Fridays from four thirty to six thirty p.m. and Sundays from three to five p.m. It's free to play. We provide the equipment takes three minutes to learn the rules and then you can pretty much walk onto the field and start hitting people with sticks so it's a it's a fantastic sport it's a fantastic community um i know if you come out and try it almost everybody who tries it says this was a great day
0: and they how how many people stick around and they come around and they keep
1: Oh, we we'll get hundreds and hundreds of people who will try it out every year. Right. Even um, and you know some people if their if their schedules work for them and they're really interested in the medieval aspects they'll they'll stick around. But you know our group right now, I mean we probably have maybe a hundred active members, and so we'll have practices of uh, between like thirty and fifty people.
0: All right, and so you also have a meetup group.
1: Uh, there is a meetup group uh, for a local LARP community, which okay. I'm also a part of, and okay. so y- you can. Uh, and i think that's called larp alliance and LARP so alliance. It, on meetup and so if you look at that then for pretty much any region you can try to find local larp groups okay and that that's for pretty much anything so maybe you're not so much into sword fighting maybe you want to do more of the the game or the role playing or you know um you know they have all different kinds of groups on there related to larping not just the heavy combat group
0: okay and um and you're at sword at uci. Do- EDU? Correct. Okay, and if they want to get you in. Like we said earlier, if, um, what is it, you don't have to be a student to play? That's you right. Can just show mm-hmm. up Anyone can play. At least be 16. And
2: uh, yeah, and even if you're not in Irvine, we're in contact with other groups all around Orange County. So anyone who you know wants to play, get in touch with us, and we'll tell
0: you where to go. Okay, and you promise? Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, hey. we're we're very good at that, actually, getting people to a group that th- that's near them.
0: I just want to say something that uh this has been the most fun I've ever had <laughs> on this show. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> thanks a lot for sharing your dirty laundry. Uh, but it, um, oh, man, we have more fun swords, than this every day. In you your bloody sword, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm actually going th- uh, w- uh, Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I promise I will drop by on a Friday. And, w- and we will play. All Th- right, that's I gotta fantastic. See now, what will my name be? Do I have to come up with my own name or do you give we it to me? We
1: can give you a tragic nickname or you can come up with your own oh, cooler name. Yeah. okay. So if you want to avoid being Flounder or Bubbles or Poor Ziggy or Care Bear or Poor Care, Care Bear, <laughs> Bear or, <laughs> <laughs> or Pegasus, then uh, you can come up with, you your, come own. Up with your own. Name. We, we, w- we only name people oh. tragically if y- they've earned it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, if oh, oh it so if like, uh, it.
0: do you have a real quick example?
1: uh we have a friend named Cheeseheart. i think he's one of my best friends Jeez. and uh he earned his name very well which was that he would talk a lot of smack and then instead of engaging in combat with people he would run around infinitely and avoid combat so he's oh. so basically he's a, he's a coward yeah and so somebody said to him oh my gosh would you just fight the other person so the game can be over you have a heart made of cheese wow and so then they they he ended up Calling him Cheeseheart, but he actually loved that name so much yeah. that he's—I mean, it's his name now because he
0: confused it with irony. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, people
1: often—I know it's really silly—but people often embrace these ridiculous nicknames. Right. And if they don't, then we'll give—they'll—they'll they'll pick a new name and we'll—we'll we'll learn that one. But uh, a lot of people like our friend—we have a friend Flounder too. I mean, that was just a name given to somebody as a joke and. Ten years later, that's still his nickname. Yeah. Well, I, so. I
0: promise I'll come with something valiant, and I will defend it.
1: Very good. Because awesome. you
0: guys seem kind of creative, mm-hmm. and I would not want you know what you would come <laughs> up with. Yeah, no, yeah. it's
1: it's usually an in the moment sort of thing, but yeah, the, the general rules are it has to be. If we're giving you a tragic nickname, it's going to be short, funny, and easy to yell in a battle.
0: Okay, that's cool. Well, I just wanted to say thanks a lot for coming here. And you guys are, are like, totally awesome. This is the most fun I ever had. I promise I'll drop by on Friday and we'll check this out. And um, anyway, this has been Off the Couch with uh, Paul Osgood. For those of you sitting off on the fence about getting off the couch, this is 88.9 FM KUCI in Irvine.